Welcome to the Think Podcast, the show that tackles impossible questions from a biblical perspective with your host, Joel Sedekes. And now, get ready to think. Welcome to the Think Podcast, the show where we tackle impossible questions from a biblical perspective to help you explain, share, and defend the Christian message. Now, most of the time on this channel, on this podcast, what, what happens is you hear me uh, giving a talk, whether it's a Monday Minute Monologue, whether it's a Fast Friday, um, or Pastor Rafe and I will come on on Wednesdays, or Parker and I on Thunder Thursdays, and what we'll do is we'll get into a, an impossible question as Christians. But when was the last time that you had a conversation with someone who completely disagreed with you? You know, we live in a world now where having those kinds of conversations has never been easier. And as Christians, we have to recognize the value in them. We see Jesus all throughout the Gospels having discussions with people who disagreed with him. So we see the value in this. We're actually called to do that. We have the technology to do it. And yet, isn't it also true that our technology more often than not isolates us into our own echo chambers filled with people who agree with us? Well, today, we want to break that bubble, that echo chamber. And you know what? There, If we're going to be doing that, there is no one better for me to do this with than my friend, Ethan Michael. Now, this is, this is a guy who is literally trying to do the exact same thing, but he's coming from the other end of the spectrum. I'm, of course, approaching these conversations as a Christian. He's approaching them as an atheist, someone who says, he lacks belief in God. So we're going to have Ethan come on, share his story, talk about the interactions he's had with Christians. And, um, and you know what? We're going to talk about his view of Christianity and why he is a skeptic, why he's an unbeliever. So without any further ado, um, let's take uh, a minute now to welcome Ethan onto the show. So Ethan, welcome, my friend. That was a heck of an introduction, Joel. <laughs> You, you did way better at intros than I did on my channel. No, not listen, you're the pro, man. I'm just trying to learn no, from you. No, 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 no. You're the guy. That was that was really, that was very nice, and I appreciate it. Well, Ethan, listen, I know that you, you love to make people laugh. Um, you want to raise awareness for yes. atheism. And part of that is you, you do host these really fantastic discussions. Um, you get some great ones like, uh, you know, um, the, the guy who runs the, the, the Daily Apologist, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, it, it's escaping are, me right now. Are you referring to, sorry, the Daily Apologist? I know I've had uh, the Dry Apologist, Craig Reed, and S.J. Thomason. You had S.J. Thomason on. Um, you, you've had a number of Christians on. And then uh, every now and then you scrape the bottom of the barrel and have somebody like me on as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so, all right, you got to take what you can get. Short. You got to take what you can get. Stop I get selling it. yourself short. But listen, man, um, let's, uh, let, first of all, um, I love the recording space. I love, I love how it's, how it's been evolving. Um, let me just throw this out there right now. Are you okay if at the end of our conversation, if we take a few questions, if anybody has any questions or comments for you? Absolutely. Joel, you can honestly, as I, as I've said to everyone, you can always, uh, you or the audience can ask me any questions you like. I have no, I don't get offended and I have no problem answering questions. Okay, wonderful, good. Well, we've already got comments coming in. The Sassy Heathen is on. She says, Hi, hello Sassy. everyone. 
Hi, Ethan. Um, our mutual friend, Larry Dolendi says, hey, gentlemen. Excuse me, you mean Larry the Christian? Larry the Christian. That's his that's, online name. That's, that's true, that's true. And, uh, and of course, it's who he is in real life. Uh, Ken Leonard says, uh, Dean Meadows. Yes, that's right. Dean is the guy, that, yes. the Daily Apologist guy, yes. Um, Sorry, Dean. Lucas made this very inappropriate comment. <laughs> he says, Ethan, are you gearing up to get destroyed by Joel for a third time? Lucas, why do you stir the pot, man? That's no, not. No, we can have fun with this, Joel. That's not, like, to, that's to not this, necessary. I posted on Twitter before I came on the channel and said, do you remember that debate where I got destroyed? Well, that guy's interviewing me on his channel. Like, Joel, I have no problem admitting when I'm beaten. Like, that, <laughs> there's no, it doesn't bother me. Like, you literally, in our first debate, I learned how outmatched I was. Like, you, honestly, you put me in place, and I kind of needed that because I had this little thing like, oh, I can, I can debate. I got this. Anyone could do it. And literally within 10 minutes, I was like, Oh shit! What did, oh, sorry. Oh crap! What did I get myself into? Like, yeah, dude. It's listen. It it. I I have loved watching how your channel has evolved. Um, the guests you've had on, the different discussions, some of which I can share with my kids, some of which I can't. Of but um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I uh, I appreciate the kind of conversations you're willing to have, and 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 honestly, you've got an attitude towards it that truly is friendly. It truly it strikes me as being, um, you know, you're not you're not puffed up. You're not trying to show how you're like the the baddest atheist out there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's it's awesome. It's really cool, man. It's. And, and I've learned a lot from watching you have these conversations. So, um, so today's conversation is, is all in good fun, but it's also, you know what, it's a serious one too, because Ethan, what I want to do, um, is what I would like, I, I do, uh, trainings where I go into churches and, um, I will train Christians in, uh, uh, and hopefully equip them with some tools and tips on how to have discussions with people who don't believe who don't believe the same way, right? And that that could be they belong to a different religion. It could be that they're atheist. It could be that they're just totally, you know, undecided and haven't really thought about these questions at all. And so, um, I'm, you know, this isn't like a, a scripted. I didn't send you a list of questions beforehand or anything like that. I've got an idea of where I want to go, but I'm hoping we can have a free flowing, fun, friendly conversation and just kind of see where it takes us. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, it does. And honestly, if you would have sent me the questions in advance, I probably wouldn't have read them because to me, here's why it's, I like to give my genuine instant reaction. You know, I know that's not always the best, but that's what I prefer doing it. Like to yeah. me, it comes more natural. I, I don't like scripts. I just like jumping on camera and, and rolling. Yeah. No, right on, man. No, that, that's cool. That's, um, and, and you know we actually, although we um, we disagree on so many things, we actually have some common ground because um, you're trying to host these conversations. I'm trying to host these conversations, and I think I told you I have a monthly discussion group which has been on hold because of the quarantine. But um, I have these monthly discussions where I host discussions for Christians, non-Christians, everybody to come together, and um, I'd love to have you come out for one of those in person whether we're having beer, coffee, smoking cigars, whatever, um, it's always a good time. And I know that uh, the group would love to hear your perspective. So can I, can I get you on camera right now to, I think you've, <laughs> you've already, you've already expressed interest in coming out. So uh, Joel, absolutely. Like okay. to me, these discussions are important. Like ideally I want, you know how everyone always makes that joke. Like 
you can never have these talks on Thanksgiving with your family. Right. I want to normalize these talks on Thanksgiving with your family. Like yeah. you and me, even though we disagree on so much, should be able to sit here, have a civil dialogue, attack each other's ideas in a respectful way, and at the end of the day, shake hands and keep moving forward. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely right, absolutely right. So, um, what is, what is the best part, Ethan, about being an atheist YouTuber, and uh, and what's the worst part? Um, being spe a specific an atheist YouTuber. Yeah, yeah for you, for, with your experience. Oh, the best part is I. The best part I'd say is the messages I've gotten from people, because one of one of the biggest reasons I, I started doing this was hopefully to let people know that they're not alone, that there are other people like them, and to to spread awareness because. There are, you know, just the other day, again, on Facebook, I got called a, a, an evil, uh, I, I forgot what the wording he used. Oh, you're an atheist, so that means you're evil. And it's like, no. And that that is what I like to fight against. So the best part, though, would be the the messages I get. Like, I have gotten messages from many, many people saying I, I've helped them or I've made a difference in their life. And that, to me, is that's something money, fame nothing can buy the making a difference in someone's life. And that's like why I love doing it. The downfall to it, I would say is unfortunately, I would say there is some, uh, some drama that I immediately, like when that stuff happens, I pull away. I'm like, look, I want no part of this. Like I've had a, 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 a few people now disassociate from working with me because I've platformed other individuals they don't agree with. And I, I, I don't like that. I'm not mm. going to play that game. I'm not going to pick sides. I'm mm. going to be friendly with everyone. Wow. You know, you know something, this has been my experience too. When you put yourself out there, you you basically put a big target on your back. You're opening yourself yes. up to snipers and it's, it's just going to happen. Whichever side of the aisle you're coming from, right? right? Someone, someone's not going to be happy right and so absolutely yeah so you're you're opening yourself up to that i think no matter what you and even the people who try to please everybody you know they're they're the very fact that they're trying to please everybody makes some people mad so it's like you can't right. you know well um, and i don't i don't like to consider myself like just on the side of atheists i like to consider myself on the side of like on, on the side of humanism like to me joel i will defend your right to pray as long as it doesn't infringe on my rights. So if, if right now an atheist comes after you and wants you to stop praying or tries to, you know, take you out of your church, I'm going to be right there with you fighting by your side because I believe you should have the freedom to express your religion as long as it is not infringing on my freedom from religion. Yeah. And, you know, um, I know you put your money where your mouth is, too, because we've been at least in one Facebook group where someone was coming after me and you actually came to my defense only to have the whoever he was turn on you yeah it's like, this is an interest this is this is interesting this is a uh you know it was kind of a uh it, it, here's what i liked about it it was cool because we didn't just all pick sides uh based on what we believed or didn't believe right. it's like no we there's a there's a friendship here that sort of that sort of trumps that uh where we can actually be fair to one another right uh you know what i mean like like it's more important to represent each other well to be fair to each other than it is to to fall in rank uh and automatic and attack based on uh our, our preconceived groups um yeah. so 
Um, what was it that made? What was it that made you know it was time to start your channel? Um, okay, so I've wanted to start it for a long time. I'd say for like two years, but I just. I was hesitant and I was scared because I watch other atheist content creators and they are not, sorry, religious content creators in general. And they are so knowledgeable. Like they'll sit there, they're talking about a moral ontology and I'm like, moral ontology, what? what? Like, And I'm just like, wow, I am not knowledgeable enough to do this. I can't break these things down. Um, but eventually it's just like, I got to get out there. So it started with finding someone to debate. I was fixated on debating. And fortunately, Larry the Christian, uh, who's in the comments right now, took the challenge. He just said, look, I'll debate you, but uh, just so you know, this is how it needs to be. We're not attacking each other. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. So it all started, the Atheist Channel started because of Larry the Christian. So um, yeah, and then he found uh, StreamYard and then he helped, he introduced me to you and I was pumped because I had watched uh, uh, Psy 10 debate before. And I was like, oh, okay, I got this. I know all the tricks. And man, was it like a, was it like a ton of bricks of reality just hitting me in the face? Like, yep, not ready for this. So, <laughs> um, and then I just kept running with it. Like, hey, I'm just gonna keep reaching out to people. And um, I called into another show called Talk Heathen. And uh, I spoke to Eric Murphy. And from that conversation, two people heard me and reached out to me. And then from there, it was just like domino, domino, domino. I started connecting to all these people. And it's really been, it's been awesome. Like really enjoyable. But yes, uh, to, to quote uh, Dear Christian's podcast, Larry, it is all Larry's fault that I am an atheist content creator right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's uh, that's funny. And you actually went to church with Larry, right? You went. Yeah, to, I did. Did you know that that was? I used to be a pastor at that church. I was the youth pastor there. Yeah. Years ago. That's what you said. He met you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And 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 when I met Larry, he was not a Christian. Did you know really? that? No, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. When I when I met Larry, um, he was not a Christian. He was he he would have um, he would have called himself a Catholic. He did call himself a Catholic, um, but but he'll tell you now he wasn't a Christian at that time, and he um, we were at a gymnastics class for our babies. My our our oldest was like one and a half. Theirs were almost two, hmm. and uh, we're at this gymnastics class. And my wife and I immediately hit it off with with them. You know, Larry and Katie are just two of the greatest people you'll ever meet. Right. We immediately liked them, and we're like, we should invite them to church. So we did. And this was when Larry. It was during the playoffs. The um, the Blackhawks were in the playoffs, so he had his playoffs beard. And I that's the first time I met Larry. I just figured he was this guy with this crazy beard. <laughs> and. And we immediately hit it off, and you know they invited us to their kid's birthday party, and we did the same, and um, and and they came to church, and I remember being in church. I don't think Larry would mind me sharing this. If he does, he can tell me later. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we're we're in church, and I remember uh, the pastor, Pastor Dan Painter, was was preaching, and he was. I remember exactly. Larry's standing next to me, right here, to my right, and uh, Pastor Dan Painter is preaching and he's he's saying jesus christ died for your sins and i look over at larry and larry's got tears coming down and i'm like i am watching this guy um become 
a Christian in front of my eyes. I'm watching the Holy Spirit uh, bring Larry to new life right in front wow. of my eyes. It was just this incredible thing. And um, and afterwards we talked and, and I uh, met up with him when he was doing uh, his karaoke. And anyway, that's a whole nother He's story. a good karaoke. We're, so by the way, Joel, did he tell you that we're looking to put together a karaoke event and just invite everyone that's been a part of what we're doing? No way. Would you come? Yeah. So yeah, we want to do that. So Joel, I hope you're willing to come out too. Absolutely. Man, karaoke is my thing, man. I love really? I love karaoke. Love it. Oh, me too. This is why I know it's your, it's, you're, you're the, you're, let me ask you this. Who's a better karaoke host, you or Larry? <laughs> oh man. The one question I don't want to answer. Okay. All right. All right. We cater to dip. We, we have two very, very different styles. Okay. Um, That's fair. If, if you are looking for more, um, like, in your face entertainment jumping on top of the bar you would come to my show if you're looking for more like laid back let's have a cigar and sing some karaoke you'd probably go to larry's show um okay. which honestly i think with us doing a show together is going to be awesome because we're going to have like that perfect blend uh yes. which will be awesome totally okay so we do have a couple more comments coming in here i know you're seeing these uh larry says true story uh ken says yeah. when joel met larry he was just larry the that's right that's pretty good um and then uh larry says i better bring elisa my wife um listen uh, man, i'd like to meet your wife absolutely well she see i like to do karaoke but she can legit sing i mean she's an amazing i mean she was a um, you know, she studied music in college. I mean, she's very, very good. She actually led our, our church's worship team for a while. Um, so, and then Larry, Ooh, Larry says, Ethan is a better promoter. So there yeah, you go. Okay. He worded it better. Yeah. I am a, I'm big into promotion. Uh, like I've been able, I've been fortunate to draw a lot of people, uh, hmm. when I do shows. Okay, cool. And then, uh, Dan from dear Christians podcast says, if I go, there's a 100% chance I sing Weezer. Yes. Awesome. Um, by the way, check out, uh, yeah, check out his channel. Him and I surprisingly have a lot in common yeah. politically and, uh, um, I'll be on his channel, uh, sometime soon. We're still working out the date. He did send me a message earlier. I did not forget. I still have to reply to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Dan, Dan is a, a good brother. I've known him for years and years and, uh, I've actually been on, have you been on his podcast? Not yet. No. Okay. You should, you should, uh, you should see if you can get on there. I've it's, it's. He's a fantastic interviewer and he's got the podcasting voice. You know, he's really, uh, he's built for that. So I wish I had a podcasting voice. Me too. My mind's too high though. <laughs> you know what? We, we have to go with the voice that God gave us. Um, <laughs> so what, uh, uh, Ethan, tell us about your journey to atheism. Have, have you always been an atheist? Have you, all, uh, how did this, how did this come about? No. Uh, so I, I did. Okay, let me let me backtrack. I, I was raised a Christian, although to be clear, not by your standard of Christian. I was raised by what? Do you mean? what well, all right. You you've on many occasions said unless they fo follow the Bible, just, I don't want to misquote you. But if they're not following the Bible as it's written, they're not a true Christian. It was something. Is that I, I'm trying to remember your wording. Um, you know, um. I don't know if I, I don't remember saying that. Um, I, actually, I wanted to ask you later on, I wanted to ask you like, 
has anyone ever explained to you what a Christian is or isn't? But um, yeah, I mean, according to the Bible, a Christian is someone who's been born again, who's been given life from the Holy Spirit, essentially someone who's repented of their sins and trusted in Jesus Christ. There's no Christian on earth who fully believes and obeys everything in the Bible because we all have blind spots. I know I've got blind spots. I Let me say this. I think I'm following the Bible, right? <laughs> but but I'm sure many of my Christian friends could point out and often do point out areas where I'm being inconsistent myself. So for, okay. for us, it's more about the repentance and faith in Jesus Christ being born again. But but please continue. I don't want to short circuit. No, yeah. So I, I was raised Christian, although again, uh, not sure how much you would consider me a Christian. Um, I went to a Catholic junior high from sixth through eighth grade, which honestly was literally the best school I've ever been to. Like they were so... Everyone's always like, oh, you went to a Catholic school. That's why you're an atheist. And I'm like, no, that was like the best experience ever. Um, I had a lot of fun there. Although I've always liked rattling people in a in a kind of like a, how do I explain it? Not like in a mean way, but I kind of like getting reactions out of people. So Really? <laughs> Wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> so I heard the term atheist when I was in sixth grade. So now, I want to be clear. I couldn't comprehend what an atheist was, but I, of course, just wanted to say it. So here I am in sixth grade, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm an atheist. And immediately, my buddy looks at me. He's like, you cannot say that here. And I was like, what? What's so bad? He's like, you just stop talking right now. You can't say that. Next thing I know, I'm getting it brought down to the principal's office. And the principal is uh, Sister D. She was a nun. And I am just mortified, sweating bullets. And she sits me down and she's like, do you know why you're here? And I was like, no. And she, she's like, so is, is it, is it true? You're a, you're an atheist. And I was like, or did you say you were an atheist? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, sister D. Yes, I did. And she's like, okay. Uh, do you know what that means? And I was like, uh, that I don't believe in God. And she was like, okay. And she's like, you're free to go back to class. And I'm like looking around like, and I say to her, I'm like, Wait, I'm sorry, what? She goes, you can go back to class. And I was like, I'm not in trouble. And she said, no, you're not in trouble. Just go back to class. And, you know, they never treated me any different. But again, it was just a word. I didn't know what it meant. So uh, I, I continued about, I was always searching like, I, I think at one point I was referring to myself as a Gnostic Christian because I knew there was a God. Um, so, you know, I was always interested in religion. I just had trouble with the church aspect of it. Um, and eventually um, how I got to be, let me backtrack for a second. I was very, very right wing Republican. And I, I noticed that I'm like, OK, you know what? There are so many different views, and all I'm doing is reinforcing my own ideas by watching conservative news every day, all day. I have to watch something else. So uh, I found another channel that I hated, like literally hated it, and I just forced myself to every day just listen to it and listen to it. And slowly I started seeing the other side, and from there I stumbled onto uh, an atheist channel. Hmm. Uh, which it was Matt Dillahunty. And when I first heard this guy talk, I was like, this guy is such a jerk. Like, I thought he was rude and I didn't understand like why he would talk to people that way or why he would spend 20 minutes trying to figure out a definition. I'm like, 
just, just come on, go talk. But the more I listen, the more I'm like, okay, a lot of this makes sense. And it was really when he said, I don't know, or along the lines of, I don't know is not a reason to believe in God. And it was then that I was like, wow, I've literally been doing that my entire life. I'm sitting here saying, well, I'm saying there's God. I can't substantiate that there's a God and I don't have an explanation. So I'm literally just saying, I don't know, therefore God. And it was from there that it just started falling away. And I started learning to apply that to every, or I tried to apply those critical thinking skills to every aspect of my life. And I slowly just went from like all the way over here to just, you know, I'd say, I hate to say left of center, but I try and be as center as possible. So uh, it was kind of both. It was a political and religious thing that was tied together that began moving the needle. Okay. So then how did you go from there? it almost sounds like you discovered you were an atheist rather than converted to atheism. Is that fair or am I way off on that? No, I, I think you're right. I think if we're looking back at this, while I called myself a Christian, while I believed in God, I, I, I don't think I had a good reason to believe in God. And I, I, I'm, to be clear, I'm not saying you don't have a good reason. I'm only saying I didn't have a good reason. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. Um, so how did you go from you know, that discovery to then saying, you know, uh, I, I, I want to, I want to open myself up to hearing other perspectives. I mean, I know you, you shared about how you and Larry started having these discussions. Um, what's maybe, maybe I'll ask it this way, Ethan, what is continuing to drive you to interact with Christians? and even Christian apologists, and even taking the step of even attending a church, what is, are you, are you, would you say you're still searching? Is it more about Absolutely. getting? Okay, so tell me about that. knowledge and searching, because here's the thing, Joel, I could be wrong. Like I, I, to me, the day an atheist comes out and says, there is no God and I'm not searching, or they give up, it's like, the, I don't know, to me, the search for knowledge and search for truth, it's never ending. And I find it dishonest when an atheist takes the position of saying there's no God. Like to me, okay, if you want to demand, if you want to say there's no God, prove it to me right now. Walk me through the steps on how you proved there was no God, because I guarantee you they can't do that. So to me, it's, I love talking about this stuff. I enjoy it. And at the end of the day, I want to know if there's a God, I want to know if there's aliens, I want to know, like I have the curiosity of, of a child. Um, just as a kid, it was always why, 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 why? So now as an adult, I'm just doing the same thing. So if you could know God personally, would you be interested in that? Of course. Uh, okay. I, if I'm wrong, man, I want to know because that means Right. If, if right now there is a God, then I am, by being an atheist, I'm believing, I'm, I'm believing something that's not true. And I would rather follow the truth wherever it leads. If it leads to Allah, the Muslim God, if it leads to the Christian God, if it leads to any God, it doesn't matter. I just want to know what the truth is. You know, you just said something interesting. You said, Uh-oh. if there is a God, no, 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 it's not a gotcha. It's not, <laughs> okay. but, but it's, but it's revealing. You said, um, first of all, 
I love that that attitude, man. That stance of searching for truth, right? Don't you wish everybody, you know, had a, yes. a similar a similar attitude? Um, but what you said that that sort of struck me, which actually. And I don't know if this is intentional, Ethan. So I'm not trying to. This is not. I promise, it's not a gotcha. No, it's but in, fine. In the past, you've told me, um, you know, an atheist is someone who lacks belief in God. It's really about a lack of belief. Correct. What you just said just a second ago was, if there is a God, then you're believing something that's not true, and and that's more of a. That that sounds like there's more of a positive belief there. Like I, I, you said I'm believing something that's not true. What, what did you mean? What did you mean by that? No, I meant okay. So, let me try and clarify. Sure, sure. Let's say right now your position is true that there is a God. By me being an atheist, then I would be following something that's not true because mm -hmm. I would be rejecting or saying, "Hey, there's I don't believe there's a God," all while there actually is a God. Yes, yes. Okay, I see. Okay, so. Um... Can we just pause for a minute and just point out what, uh -oh. uh, these, there are some rabble rousers in the comments. I got to put a few of these up here. Okay. So first of all, um, uh, Dan from Dear Christians podcast says, love you both. Joel was my first guest. That's right. I was, wasn't uh -oh. I? That's cool. Um, Larry did ask a question. We can, we can address this at the end, but do you believe Jesus is who he said he is? I mean, that's sure. Um, that's a, a question. Do you want what, me to ask? Can we can we put a pin in that? Because that's like that's like a legit like question question for the Q and A time. I think. Okay. Um, uh, Ken, look at Ken, man. Look what Ken's trying to do here, stirring <laughs> things up. He goes, "I'm sorry. Did he just say knowledge, Joel? You'd better ask him how he can claim to know anything given his worldview." Ken, it's not a debate, <laughs> man. That's I, listen. Is it a is it a valid question? You and I both know it is, but this is not a debate. Uh, my my buddy, my buddy. Um, here we go, Larry. Larry says, Ken. He also said he could be wrong. That's a whole other can of worms. Uh, look at these guys rabble rousing, man. And then uh, That's my fine. let them. I love it, Mark. Mark Sanders. <laughs> Mark Sanders, my buddy, goes. You're wrong, Ethan. Now you know. Okay, see this. This right, is prove it, Mark. Prove it to. Okay. Me. Well, you know what? That's a good segue because Ethan, what I'd like, what I'd like to. Um, there's two questions that I, I want to ask, and I don't care which order we talk about it. Sure. Um, the first question is, has anyone ever explained to you what the heart of the Christian message is, what we refer to as the gospel? Okay, that's the first question. And the second question is, um, why don't you, what is keeping you from believing the gospel or believing in, in Christianity? And you know, you and I both know, uh, I've got no interest in, trying to establish belief in just a God. I'm particularly interest, interested in the God that I know and love. Um, so, you know, which of those, I don't care which question. Well, the we first one, first. I guess I could say, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I believe it's been explained to me, but I often find, you know, I'll talk to, uh, I'll talk to Larry about something and he'll be like, actually, that that's not correct. Uh, this person said this incorrectly. And then I could talk to you and you'll be like, no, 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 no. It's actually this. So I guess the best answer would be, I, I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, you're welcome to explain it to me, though. Um, well, based on the, I mean, dude, I'd be happy to. I'd love to. But like, just so I kind of understand where you're coming from and what, because I know you've had all these conversations with Christians, and uh, there there are times when you'll have an interaction, and I'll I'll just I'll be observing. You know, I like to pop right. up in the comments. Oh, I know. 
and so I'll be observing and I'll, I'll be like, um, like even uh, when Dean was was debating recently with uh, with Ken, uh, Ken the atheist, Dean the Christian. I remember looking and saying, wow, okay, great argument, great point. Not how I would have phrased things. I wouldn't right. have gone down that, that road, you know. But I know you've had all these interactions and conversations and, and you've been observing. Based on your observations, if you could sort of distill the Christian message down to, um, like if someone were to say, hey, if another atheist were to ask you, Ethan, you've had all these interactions with Christians. What do Christians believe is the way that you can be made right with God? Or like, what's at the heart of their message? How would you respond to that? That is an incredibly difficult question <laughs> to answer. And again, it would, uh, it would, the problem comes in is because I hear so many different sides that it's actually hard to determine what the actual message of Christianity is. So totally fair. Oh, oh I, I, I really can't say, and I don't want to misrepresent it by any means. Sure. Um, would it be all right if I shared, you know, my perspective? Uh, of course, on of course. Okay, so um, uh, there's really there's a lot of different ways to go about it, and sometimes Christians will present it in different ways. Which, unless they're presenting a totally different message, if a, if two Christians present the same message in two different ways, it might sound like they're saying to two totally different things. Because sometimes Christians emphasize one aspect of it versus another. But right. there's actually so you know the Bible's broken up into sixty six different books. Each of those books has multiple chapters, and each of those chapters has multiple verses in them. So, um, the the there's one verse in the Bible that really kind of encapsulates the Christian message at the most fundamental level, and that's a verse called uh, it's in the book of Romans, chapter six, verse twenty three. Okay. That's that's not as important, you know, the numbers and, and all that stuff is not as important. But just later on, if you want to go back and look it up or whatever, just so you know where it is. Um, the the heart of the Christian message is this. Here's what it says: the wages of sin is death. In other words, the payment for sin, what sin earns you, is death. Sin, disobeying God. So the the, the presupposition there, of course, is that God exists. He's good, and we've sinned against Him. Okay. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift from God is eternal life. So now the next question you have to ask yourself is, am I on the side of death? Is my destiny hell and God's punishment, God's disapproval forever? Or is my destiny life, joy, peace, heaven, right? Am I going to get... I, I get where you're going, but I don't think that's the right next question. I feel like the right next question would be, do I want to believe in someone that's threatening me? F fair enough. That's that's fine. But what this is what the Christian message is. And well, actually, so what you're describing right now, I, I please put a pin in that because I want to ask you that next. Sure. Okay, so so the the Christian presentation is the wages of sin is death, the free gift of God is eternal life. The question then is am I on the side of death or life? From a Christian perspective, that's the question. And so okay. the next part of the verse answers the question through Christ Jesus our Lord. So the Christian message is this, although you and I and everybody else have disobeyed God and rightly earned his punishment, right. he freely extends the offer of rescuing us. He freely extends um, a relationship like what we said earlier, like if you could know God personally, would you want to? God freely offers the chance to know him personally, to enjoy 
uh, benefits in this life and throughout all of eternity. And that comes through Jesus Christ. And the reason why it comes through Jesus Christ is because Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is God who became a man and died for our sins. So the wages of sin is death. Jesus never sinned, but he died for us. So he actually took our punishment on himself so that anyone who trusts in him, who receives that gift freely, you can't earn it, you can't do anything, you know, to, to, to merit that or anything. It's just a, a free gift from God to anyone who accepts it. And so that is really the heart of the Christian message. And, um, and so, uh, well, so even pausing right there, does that sound like something you've heard before? Uh, it does sound similar to what I've heard before. Yes. Um, I, I do have some issues though. Uh, mm. how, how is it free? Cause to me free is, Hey, here's my hand, take it. It doesn't cost you anything. But what you're saying is, Hey, I'm going to help you, but you follow my rules. That's, that's not free. Or I guess that's where I would have an issue with mm. calling mm-hmm. it free or freedom. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. to me, um, I, there are, all right. In my lifetime, I have hurt many people and and vice versa. But anytime someone hurts me, I have a choice. I can either take the approach many people do and like, screw them. I'm done with them. I'm going to take it out on them. Or I could say, hey, you know what? My hand's still here when you need it. And to me, that is one of my biggest issues with, with, with God and Christianity or any religion is they always want to demand something from you. Why can't we just say, hey, I'm here for you when you need me? Because Mm. to me, that's what a parent or responsible human being, responsible person, anything would do. They want to help you, even if you're not willing to accept that help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, well, please go on. I I don't want to. No, no, go ahead, Joe. I see the smile. I know you smile. I I love you smile. You know that smile? Yeah. You know I'm about to say something? Yes. I Right when I see that smirk, I'm like, here it comes. I'm oh, done. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan, honestly, my friend, I love to hear you say stuff like that because what you just expressed is that's actually a pretty good explanation for exactly what God does for us in the gospel. So here you've got, imagine a parent who, you know, you raise your, your child and, and I, we can get into, I've, I've told you before, until you receive Jesus Christ, you're not technically a child of God because you haven't been reborn into God's family. Um, but, but you know, there's a, there's a decent analogy there. Like, you know, let's say, I mean, I've got four kids, right? So I, you know, I raise my kids. Let's say I've got one kid, one child who constantly rebels against me, hates my guts. Um, and you know, doesn't obey any of my rules, any of my laws or laws, you know, but my rules as you know, as, as they're, dad and and constantly any chance he has just rejects my love rejects my my guidance um uh what would be my response to that child if that if if my child were to then turn and say you know what dad i was wrong in how i treated you um i i appreciate you so much uh i see now that i was you know foolish in how i treated you you know would you receive me um as your child i'm gonna say absolutely of course you're my child i love you i would do anything for you i would bail you out of jail i would you know i would i would if need be i'd take a bullet for you you're my child so the gospel is is god saying to his creations i love you i would die for you uh you're you you have disobeyed me you've hated me 
you've, uh, you know, you've said you didn't want to be in my family, but I'm freely offering you um, my hand. As a matter of fact, I would die for you. And, and God doesn't just talk. He puts his money where his mouth is. He comes down out of heaven as Jesus, the son of God, and actually dies for us because God is so holy. He hates sin. So there's got to be some way for him to deal with our sin. That is what Jesus did when he died on the cross is, is Jesus took a bullet for people who didn't even love him, who didn't even want to be. So, so now when we receive Jesus and we come into God's family and God says, now I've got these guidelines for your life. Um, I want you to obey these guidelines. And we say, um, we say, yeah, of course, because you're my dad. You're, I, I now know that you know what's best for me. And it's not obeying the rules that makes us his children. It's, it's the fact that he paid the price to, to welcome us back in. He took that bullet for us. He, he took our punishment for us. So when we, when we come to him with our open hands, we say, you know, thank you for receiving me. Now show me how you created me to live. And there's this great song, um, by Chris Cornell. I don't know if you know Chris Cornell at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he says, uh, it's, I don't agree with all the theology of the song, but he goes nail in my hand from my creator. Uh, you gave me life. Now show me how to live. Chris Cornell was not a Christian, but, uh, he says, you gave me life. Maybe I'll sing that when we do karaoke, There you go. <laughs> uh, but you gave me life. Now show me how to live. And, um, it's, that's the cry of the Christian to God. You gave me life. Now show me how to live. So it's, it's not an oppressive thing. It's, it's actually like, um, it's actually a liberating thing, which I don't expect you to fully understand, uh, being on this side, but I don't, does, does what I just said make sense at all? Do I understand what you're saying? Yes. Uh, d- do I agree with it or does it necessarily make sense? I, I would say no. Um, because it, I guess my issue is you're still saying it's, it's free. Hey, God's giving you this free gift. If you do this, and that, that, again, that kind of negates the freedom right there. Well, the, the, the obedience, just to make it totally clear, the obedience comes on the other side of receiving Christ. So th- all that's necessary for you to become a Christian, to, to be um, accepted by God, is literally to just, to the Bible says, repent, which is like turning from sin and turning to Christ. It's, it's, an, it's more an attitude of the heart. It's a reception of a gift. It is not the obedience. The obedience doesn't make you a Christian. God doesn't need you to clean up your act. And you know, you were saying earlier, you've hurt a lot of people in your life. And I have too. Um, it would take me a lifetime and then some to make up to all the people I've hurt. Same. Right? And, and in the same way, I've rebelled against God. I've hurt God. God made me to know him and to love him. And I've rejected that offer so many times. It would take me an eternity to make that up to God. God doesn't wait for, for us to clean ourselves up. He says, I'll allow my own son to take that punishment. All you need to do is receive it. Now, the cleaning up your act, the the obedience, all that stuff comes afterwards. And believe me, it is a lifelong process. If God waited for us to clean up our act, Ethan, neither you nor I would ever be able to do that enough because it's like, he's God. He's the almighty uh, standard of goodness. I'm never going to reach that. I need him to reach down to me. Does that... Does that yeah, make sense? I, I, I don't I don't think he's the ultimate standard of goodness. No, I understand. I understand sense. that. Yeah. From a, like you see sure. where at least I'm coming from, even y- if yes, you don't agree. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay. So um so what what is it that when you hear that, when you hear the offer of the gospel, which is is freely available to you, 
what um what is still keeping you from accepting that from believing that like what's what what would you say like is the biggest obstacle in your way the biggest obstacle in my way to believing in god or the the biggest obstacle in my way to becoming a christian um yeah to becoming a christian um I mean, that's, unless, that's, unless you would that's, rather phrase it a different way. I don't know. That's just that there, there's a lot of obstacles. Uh, so I guess you could say first, I would say you, you'd have to get me to to believe in a God or a higher power. Like that would be the, the first step. And, and for that, I would require evidence that could hold up under scrutiny or that I would find acceptable. So let's say let's put that aside and let's say I, I now believe in God just for the sake of this conversation. Getting to Christianity is there's many obstacles there. Um, one of which to me can be kind of summarized with what you said. I take issue with anyone who, who, who makes demands like that. Anyone who says, I'm only, I'm going to help you, but you have to do this. I, I, I don't agree with that. I, I don't, to me, that is a, a major problem everywhere in the world. People are more interested in not helping unless it benefits them. And I, I don't agree with that. I think we all need to work together. We all need to. Sometimes you have to take the leap. Like there are people who have, who have screwed me over and they owe, you know, we could argue, it could be argued that they owe me an apology and I don't owe them an apology. But many of these people, I still reached out. I took the step and said, hey, you know what? Some things happened with us in the past and I'm at fault for a great deal with them. And, and I'm sorry if what I did hurt you. And to me, sometimes you just, you have to be that person to take that step, even if it hurts you. I'm not saying everyone should do that. Um, that's just how I want to live my life. I, I don't need someone to do something for me, for me to help them. Yeah. So, okay, great. Another great example. So, um, I tried not to get the evil smile that time. <laughs> I don't know if I succeeded or not. Someone can replay the tape. But um, when you say, um, so imagine that. Imagine some, somebody hurt you. I mean, not that hard to imagine. I think we could probably both think right now of people of who have hurt us in life, right? Absolutely. Just like we've hurt others, uh, they've hurt us, others have hurt us. Um, imagine if you were to go to that person and, and, and say, listen, you hurt me. I, I don't think what you did was right. And, you know, and in your head, you're thinking, I don't know this person an apology. I mean, it, it was all one sided. Right. I know it's rarely, if ever, totally one sided. But let's say hypothetically, it was completely one sided. Someone just, you know, totally betrayed you, raked you over the coals for no reason. Okay, like, a, like, like Judas betraying Jesus. I mean, that's a pretty good example. Jesus did nothing to him. Judas totally betrayed him. Um, so, um, let's say let's say that that happens now imagine you go to this person you say hey i would love to be right with you and i just want you to know i forgive you you don't have to do anything i but i I forgive you and i'd love for us to be friends again you don't have to write me out an apology you don't have to just receive my forgiveness and then let's be friends okay now in your mind you're thinking well as friends uh, what did we used to do when we were friends? Well, we probably Darn talked. Sneeze. Sorry. Sorry, a sneeze keeps trying to come out. It stops. I if, apologize, if, Joe. Listen, if you sneeze and I say God bless you, I hope you take that well, okay? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I will never be offended by someone saying God bless you. It's like, it does I because I know 
even though I don't believe in God, I know you mean it as a compliment. You mean it in a good way. And therefore, I I have no reason to be upset by that. Totally. And if you were to say, uh, humanists, humanism bless you. No, I'm just (laughs) I don't know what you would say. I'm using that. Nothing, nothing bless you. you. (laughs) Just be generally blessed. Um, I would receive that well, too. Uh, But here's what I'm saying. If you were to say, listen, I want to reconcile with you. and, And you're thinking... Yeah, and we'll be friends. Like, we'll probably talk on the phone. We'll probably get together. We'll probably do karaoke together. And that person goes, you know what, Ethan? You're asking too much of me. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like this because you're saying that unless I go hang out with you and do all these things, then you won't forgive me. And you go, no, no, no. No, no, no. I just want to forgive you. I just, you know, the other things, that's going to come afterwards because we're friends. Us hanging out me borrowing a cup of sugar when I need it, you, uh, bar, you know, you, you know, borrowing my bike pump, whatever, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's going to happen because we're friends. That's not a condition of the forgiveness. The forgiveness is freely offered. And they were to go, no, 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 you're asking too much. Wait, I got the Joel smile. I, I got it right now because I found a, I found an All inconsistency. Right. Go, go, please. <laughs> you see what I'm saying though? It's like, no, it's free forgiveness. That's what God is offering you. Okay, so right now, based on what you said, God will forgive me mm-hmm. without me reciprocating anything. Is that correct? Without you having to do anything to earn it. I, okay. I don't know if that's like, what, what do you mean reciprocate? So meaning right now you're saying God has forgiven me or forgives me and I don't have to take the next step. I'm already forgiven. Let me say this. If you, if you repent and put your faith in Jesus Christ, it, it that is how you receive his forgiveness. So in the same way that your friend, free, what's that? It's not free though. That's, that's where the issue is coming. Oh, okay. I think I see what you're saying. So the, the cost of God's forgiveness, the wages of sin is death. So the, the price that needs to be paid for you to be right with God is not like the, the repentance doesn't pay the price. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, if someone were to say like, I want to buy this, this new, um, uh, uh, my favorite car, uh, the Elon Musk, uh, his car company. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, t- right. T- wow. Uh, what is wrong with us? Tesla. Uh, te- ah. Somebody's going to get you a Tesla. Yes. And they're like here and, and like take the keys. And, and, and you're like, wait a second. It sounds like I have to do something for this. No, no, no. I paid for it. The you taking the keys is not the price. The price is whatever, 30 grand or whatever. Like the person went and went to the dealership, bought you the car, paid the 30 grand. You just take the keys, receive the keys. Well, that sounds like I have to pay for it. No, no, no. You extending your hand like this empty and, and receiving the keys. That's not the price of the car. In the same way, the price of your salvation, the price of God's rescue is the blood of Christ. It's, it's God dying for your sins. So you receiving that is not you doing something to earn it. It's receiving the keys to the car. You getting to drive the car, that's, it's like, well, but yeah, but I have to sit in the car to drive it. That sounds pretty restrictive. Well, yeah, but that's how you drive a car. So it's like, well, if you receive salvation from God, the, what you, what you end up finding is living with God, living by the Holy Spirit is, is not restrictive. It's awesome. 
it's like it's amazing i mean ask larry how his life is better as a christian than prior to becoming a christian it's like i get to sit i was riding my bike and now i get to sit in the tesla you know what i mean like it's not restrictive yeah i got to sit in the tesla but it's awesome it's restrictive <laughs> how so it's definitely restrictive how so because you you have a uh list you have sins that you you know you 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 can't sin i don't believe in sin so i can sin so well, you still it, well you still can't you're still disobeying god it's just you have no one to pay for that sin it's not like like we're not designed well i think about all the times you hurt someone right like that's that creates damage i mean absolutely. that's absolutely that's what sin that's what sin leads to is is it damages our relationship with god and with others it's not like it's not like sin is like this great liberating force sin we see the effects of sin in our life it's it's harmful it hurts us only if you believe in sin so for example you you believe uh i, I apologize if i'm putting you on the spot feel free not to answer you believe gay marriage is a sin is that correct uh homosexuality in general is is a sin because it goes against god's design of male and female man and woman okay so i don't believe it's a sin so i think people should be able to freely marry whoever they want how is me allowing them to freely marry, damaging themselves in any way, absent God? Well, absent God, I mean, that that assumes a lot. That assumes that there's no God. Well, right. So for sake of argument, it, let's just assume, if you could, yeah. there's there's no God, there's no sin. What is the, the damage, mental or physical, that is caused by two adults engaging in a homosexual relationship? Well, I mean, you have to go even further than that because if there's no God, then there's then nothing is wrong. And even the pain that you've caused other people, you can't really say that that's wrong. You know what just, I mean? Like just for this one though, let's just for this specific one. What damage do you think is caused, absent God, of two people engaging in a homosexual relationship? Well, I, I mean, there's there's physical and and spiritual. Um, damage that's done there's the repercussions that i mean it's it's like well from an atheistic here's the thing from a christian worldview which you're asking me to step out of from the, for the sake of just argument, for a moment yeah yeah i'm not saying you don't believe in god i'm just asking right, you to right. kind of just for a second just yeah. meet me over here and try and answer that question yeah um well in the research that i've done which uh again i want to keep this podcast clean enough that my kids can listen to it i mean you already broke that by swearing earlier so thanks a lot Joel, but, uh, I'm, I'm sorry i'm joking I really with you I'm joking. i didn't mean to dude i'm giving you a hard time okay all i am Believe sorry because i felt fun. like crap when fun. it came out don't don't even i'm 100 joking with you so the uh the, the physical repercussions of well stan Chuck Colson, who, who was a Christian thinker of the last century, and he died a few years ago, um, he used to put it this way, stand up man and a woman up next to each other naked, and you'll see that the biology, you'll see that they were meant to be together. Like, male and female are so clearly and obviously designed to be together. The anatomy all lines up. Um, so even from like sort of an atheistic evolutionary standpoint, there's no benefit to a, a homosexual union in the same way that there would be from a heterosexual union um when you when you combine that with and again i, I don't want to get into sort of the gory details but you combine that with the physical damage that's done to um a, a male body when it engages in that kind of activity uh it gets it gets pretty rough 
and again, I don't want to necessarily get into the details as to why that is. Maybe we can talk offline about that. Yeah, I was going to say I because I do want to counter that, but I don't know that there's a way I can counter it uh, in 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 your setting. So yeah, this would probably be better yeah. if we if we took it off. Yeah, but but again, I mean, to be consistent, um, what you'd have to say is not only from an atheistic perspective, a godless perspective not only could you not say that homosexuality was wrong and dude i just to put a disclaimer out there nothing that i'm saying is like a reject like a rejection of any ability to be friends with someone who is a homosexual like like i would have no problem whatsoever being friends with someone who i would hope so or practices Right, but I'm just putting that out there because you and I both know people listen sometimes they don't listen very charitably, right. and they're going to hear me saying um, they're going to hear me saying that I would disagree with their lifestyle. They're going to hear that as a rejection of them as a person. Which, look, if God doesn't reject me for all the things that I've done, there's no way I'm going to reject somebody else. Just just to put that out there. So um, beyond that, though, if you were to say that there was no God, I mean like take an extreme example i mean i could put the question right back to you how could you say something really really think about the the worst the worst thing that you've done or the worst thing that you can think of somebody doing i mean good grief man i mean i think our our news feeds are pretty filled right now with some atrocities that have that have happened against people it's like that's pretty bad but from a humanist perspective why is that bad objectively speaking well, if well-being is your goal, why wouldn't it be bad? If you don't, if if everything you do has to do with how somebody is physically or negatively impacted, for instance, you do not want them to get hurt, then it is very, very easy to come to the determination that hurting somebody is wrong. Like to me, adding. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, sorry. To, to me, it 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 doesn't need to be that complicated. Like, hey, if I punch you in the face, it hurts you. So I probably shouldn't punch you in the face. Like, to me, it's really that simple. Because you don't want to cause anybody pain. Correct. Okay. From, so, I mean, I'm, uh, maybe we, maybe we redirect at this point. The reason why is because you and I have hashed that out. Yes. In yes. the past where we've, we've gotten into. We spent like, like an hour long on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we've talked about subjective versus objective morality um, on the surface, of course, you and I would both agree. Yeah, punching somebody in the face is wrong. But there, listen, there are a lot of people out there who disagree with that. Uh, there are a lot of people out there who say no. Actually, there are some times when you can punch people in the face simply because they disagree with you. Now, yeah. you and I might and, might stand in lockstep and say, um, "Well, no, you don't get to do that. You fight ideas with ideas. You defend against physical violence with, you know, with being physical, physical defense." But you said one time, my rights stop at your face. <laughs> right? Like my fist has to stop at your face. And, and you and I would be able to agree with that. But the question is, if you and I were to stand on this side and say, it's wrong to commit violence against somebody simply because they disagree with you, which one of us, you and I, would actually be able to defend that in an absolute uh, standard? And, and, and again, man, I don't want to get into like a whole debate. No, that's because fine. I don't think that it needs to be absolute. Um, I mean, I, and I'm not making an argument your for opinion. absolute. No, you're right. It is my opinion, but I would think it's also the opinion of the majority, um, not the minority, because of course there are people who think killing is all right. I don't, but keep in mind, there's also people who think killing is right who believe in God. So, 
Well, yeah, right, and they would have to justify that with their with by their standard, right? So, like you and I, of, you and I that? appear to be at least on the same page when it comes to violence. Like I, what's going on right now on both sides? While I am an avid supporter of the Black Lives uh, Black Lives Matters movement, um, I am out protesting. The second people attack a police officer or attack uh, anyone else, I I am immediately done right there, and I'll do everything I can to help both sides i'm against violence in all forms dude you know ethan i i this is one of the reasons i love talking to you man because like you've got so many ideas and hear me on this and i hope you take this the right way you've got so many christian ideas like <laughs> you believe so many christian things yeah like like we should stick up for minorities if they're oppressed by white people absolutely we should we should stick up for cops if they're being attacked by a mob like these are all christian ideas and and look i where in the Bible does it say? Where in the Bible does it say stand up for a cop if they're being attacked by a mob? Well, uh, the Bible is where we get the idea of due process from. Like, okay. if it, it, uh, let everything be established by two or three witnesses, that's a there's a Bible verse that says that. In other words, like you don't um, government was established by God. That you don't get a mob out in the street and try to govern by mob. Like, and by the way, it's not that hard to get a majority, at least in a particular area it's not that hard to get a majority who agrees with you i mean there have been dictators in the past who have gotten majorities on their side to do some horrible things that's because people know. are gullible yeah that's and right and you could people are easily manipulated by emotions and fear and to me that's i don't know i as happy as i am i do get actually frustrated at times with the population it's like yeah. i just see so many atrocities happening and i'm just like what like just just be nice to each other. Seriously, it's not hard. Like, I will say, in the past few days, I've actually become increasingly annoyed with the left because I mm. all I see every day on Facebook, if you're a Republican, I'm deleting you. Like, oh, come on. Like, what are you, five years old? Like, have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. If, if you can't, like, they're, they're quick to jump on and attack others, but they can't often defend their own view and that really drives me up a wall you know man you honestly you get that on both sides i mean to be oh of course and, and i and i i know you'd agree with that um but there's there's a there's a bible verse a great verse it says um everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry yes and i gotta right i gotta tell you i have had to repeat that verse for myself. I'm so gonna start repeating that verse. <laughs> it's good, seriously, it's good because it's like, you know, oh, and there's another one that says, um, this is from the book of Proverbs, which um, purely as a humanist, can I make a recommendation? Because you know, we've sure. talked about reading the Bible and I know you've talked with Larry and I don't wanna short circuit any of that. Larry's a great guy to talk to about reading the Bible. Absolutely. Um, he and I talk, I mean, I don't have to, we both love Larry, we have that in common too. But um, I think I love him a little bit more, but that's fine. I would disagree um, with that, man. <laughs> Larry has given me more than I can explain. Like he, he'll say God did it, but I will say Larry did it. Larry helped. Well, Larry, yeah, Larry's got the Holy Spirit of God living like, in him, so it's. I've been, I have been increasingly happy for a while, but my channel started at one of the hardest points in my life. I had literally just i had uh moved out of my house and separated from my wife and i was really even though i was i was happy i was just a wreck and larry in many ways helped 
give me my purpose again. Like this is something I've wanted to do. And it was like, Larry encouraged it. Larry helped me. And I, I, I don't know how to express the gratitude or thanks I owe Larry right now because he really, really improved my life more than I can put into words. Wow. But Larry, that wasn't God. That was you. You you and I both know who Larry would give the credit to. Of course, of course. So, okay, um, that's that's really beautiful to hear that, man. That really is just so great to hear that. I mean, I, I obviously started getting to know you on the other side of that, like after you guys had already started those conversations. So I didn't know you before, but uh, that is that is super encouraging to me. Um, but but um, the reason why I bring up uh, the book of Proverbs in, in the Bible is there's there's a, a verse in there that says whoever answers without whoever gives an answer without listening, that is his folly or his foolishness and his shame. And dude, so many times I have been. Um, foolish and and honestly very ashamed at the way that i've given a response without listening and and i find you know after some of these conversations like hopefully less now but previously in many conversations i've had it's like i wanted to get my own opinion out right and you know shame on me for that because how do i know if i'm even connecting with somebody unless i hear their story first and where they're coming from you know do you do you let me ask you this do you feel like the the christians in your life listen to your story like do they do you feel like the christians in your life care about you as a person honestly i will say i'm very lucky very fortunate i have many christians who have come around and beyond you know who support my channel encourage me to keep doing it um so yeah i'm i don't know if that's a normal thing in the atheist community but i am proud of my christian friends and i am proud of the fact that i am building a, a community where it's not just atheists where everybody feels welcome. You know, um, that's what I want because to me, again, that's where we're going to get to the truth. Let, let's put a, a Muslim, a Scientologist, a Christian, an atheist, an agnostic, a pantheist. Let's put them all in a room. Let's talk. Like that. That's where we learn more about the world and learn more about other religions. So what I hear you saying is, if we can get together and actually have these dialogues, uh, not only do we get closer to truth, but we also um, get closer to each other and maybe start, yes. stop seeing each other as the enemy. Exactly. And that's what we need to do, Joel. Like we should not be, yes, we should have these friendly, friendly debates or discourse, but we should be working together for a common goal. And yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it reminds me of another Bible verse from uh, the book of Ephesians. This is in the New Testament uh, written by St. Paul, but uh, it's from chapter six. It says, um, for our battle is not against flesh and blood. In other words, uh, Christians, now as a Christian, I believe in the whole spiritual world. So I don't just believe in God and the devil, but I believe that there are angels and demons, right? Um, but in that verse, there's a. it talks about how there's a spiritual reality to the world. Um, there's also um, one interpretation of that verse, which I actually agree with. It talks about how there are diff- there's authorities and and uh, power structures seen and unseen in the invisible world. And what we need to do is we need to focus on, um, on, uh, in other words, we can't get sidetracked. I can't get sidetracked into thinking Ethan Michael is my enemy no. because there's a, there's a bigger, 
enemy. There's a there's more at play. And as a Christian, I understand that to be a spiritual reality. But there's a lot of Christians talking about fighting unjust systems right now. Um, I've talked about it on my own podcast, and I'm going to continue talking more about that. And you know, there's this rallying cry like we need a more just and fair society. Yes. And and you know, Christians. I love that because it's like the Bible has been shouting that for 2000 years. Some Christians have been on that train. Other Christians are kind of waking up to it now. I love to see it. Um, but anyway, side, side, uh, that's a side note, maybe another conversation. But um, if, let me ask you this. Sure. If, Ethan, if Jesus were standing before you and would ask you this question, what do you want me to do for you? What would your answer be? uh make uh, all right so sorry to be clear um i, I don't I, I so let me make this distinction are, are we talking about jesus as in the the supernatural being or are we talking about jesus the man yes <laughs> right I, okay but right. from my perspective yeah. i don't think he's supernatural so which one do you want me to um, okay, totally fair question. So uh, Jesus, as he's presented in the Bible, fully God, fully man. Uh, the Bible talks about how um, the way that we access God, the way to the Father is through Jesus. And so Jesus, it's been said, Jesus is God with a face. Um, if we were to stand before God Almighty right now, we'd be destroyed. He's too holy. He's too good. Jesus comes down as a man still fully God, but in a way that we can relate to him. Right. So if, if that Jesus came before you and said, what do you want me to do for you? How would you respond? Uh, I would ask him to feed the poor, give homes to the homeless, uh, take care of all the children without parents. Um, I, I personally, of course, there are things I need, but that would be selfish of me to ask for anything when I am sitting here on this computer talking to you. So me asking for something when there are other people suffering, uh, I, I couldn't do that in good conscience. So I would ask him to help the people that are truly suffering. And I would also ask him to hold his Christians more accountable um, for how they treat other people and to be more accepting uh, of others who disagree with them. Well, uh, to all my Christian listeners, uh, hopefully that what, what Ethan just said sounds familiar. Um, it's sort of the same kind of thing that uh, pastors have been preaching from the pulpit for the last <laughs> 2,000 years. Hey, I, I, I don't know if I'd accept that. I, I'm sure, yes, there are many that have, have said that. But So, I mean, we could go everywhere with this, but let's sure, just sure, say, yeah. you know, uh, I feel like churches should be doing more. Like, I, to me, I want to know where their money's going. Um, and I want to see that money being given back to people who need it without, and big, big important thing for me here, without requiring them to sit through a prayer. So they feed them first, they give them what they need, and then they can say, by the way, if you need our help, we're over here. But I, I, I do not like when someone says, we're going to feed you. But you have to attend this the, this yeah. prayer. That's that's just it's wrong to me. Yeah. Um, okay. Little short side note because sure. um, what you just described 
I, I can't speak to the to whether this is currently happening, but I know when I was at Grace Point Church in Plainfield, um, what you just described is is there was a big passion for doing exactly that at that particular church. So cool. do a lot of do a lot of churches get it wrong? Probably, but I can tell you that the, the church that you attended, Grace Point, is a church that very much gets that right. Um, they do something called uh, Christmas caring. Again, I don't know if that's still going on, but they do stuff actually year round. Um, they do tutoring in the schools, and and um, if you if you want, I know Larry can can connect you with people who are doing that. But honestly, Ethan, like um, I know I know that church. I know those people. I know they would welcome you with open arms, even as an unbeliever. Oh, they um, did. I yeah. Uh, I will say I went to his church. I, I uploaded a video to my atheist channel talking about the great experience. Like, yeah, I, had, I saw that. I saw that. I had my atheist shirt on yeah. and all of them were, were super friendly coming up and giving hugs. And I mean, they were yeah. all very, very nice. So I have nothing negative to say uh, uh, about Grace Point. That's awesome. And so what I, what I, I mean, if you were ever interested and if you wanted to go and like what you just said was, was beautiful, man. Like, that's really great. Um, if you were to go there and say, hey, I want to be part of the solution. I want to be part of the movement to feed the poor, to to care for. Um, there's a Bible verse that says true religion is to um, to look after widows and orphans in their distress. So you think about the most vulnerable people in society and to keep yourself unstained from the world. Um, so that's a church that gets it. And I know if you were to go and say, like, this is where my heart's at. I want to be part of the solution. Is there a way for me to get plugged in as an, like without having to subscribe to what you believe? I would be very confident that they would say, absolutely. Here's a shovel, you know, absolutely. Right. Here's a backpack, uh, fill it with supplies for the school year. They're doing stuff there. So just, just a thought, um, Larry's a good guy. So Larry, if you're, I think Larry's still watching, I'm putting you on the spot right now, man, because, uh, if Ethan comes to you with that question, I know you're going to be able to direct him to, um, you know, the right people. But, uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, so I do already, I already do that absent outside of church. Uh, like okay. I have a friend that puts like, she'll, uh, what she'll do is she'll, uh, she owns a restaurant and she'll cook all these things and I'll go to her restaurant and we'll take that stuff and feed, you know, feed it to the poor. Um, awesome. I, 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 I'll be completely honest. I would be hesitant doing it with a church. The only reason being is the, the, the money makes me really, really nervous. I don't know where that money's going. Yeah. Um, so that would be my, my, my largest hesitation. Although um, I would say if I was invited out and say, hey, we're going to feed this poor on this day, would you come do it with us? I would absolutely do it again as long as it's not we're going to pray and then you're allowed to eat. If those people oh, need yeah. to be given their, yeah. their, their food first. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, just to, I want to just sort of clarify this. No church that I'm aware of goes out and makes religious activity a prerequisite for getting charity. I mean, that's, that's very, um, if there's a church who's, who's doing, first of all, we don't believe that you're saved because you prayed before your meal or something like that. Like what I was describing earlier, and I really wanted to hit this point home, you're not saved by anything you do. You're not forgiven because you've earned it. So, um, any church that would require religious activity before you could get a meal or something. I mean, that's, I don't know of any churches that do that. I think that's, that's kind of, I think, let me say this. I've spoken with other 
atheists actually um mm -hmm. who have sort of made that same point to me and i'm like what churches are you talking about because i don't know any churches that do that i'm not going to sit here and say no church does that because i don't know right, all the course. churches there's a lot of bad churches out there man like i'm yeah. not i would not i'm not going to defend them but there are a lot of good churches that follow jesus that are accountable for, with their money there's organizations like the evangelical financial accountability uh financial e the e anyway there are, there are committees that churches affiliate themselves with that hold churches accountable to where their money's going really to make sure pastors oh yeah of course like to be a nonprofit and and you know churches are nonprofits but then they also go above and beyond that there are financial accountability councils that hold churches accountable so that there, there's no shady dealings like uh you have to understand man i know you don't believe this but christians really believe in jesus like we really have the holy spirit guiding our um guiding our conduct so it's like we really do love people like we really want what's best for people we're not out trying to make money and swindle people like we I really genuinely love well but i mean like christians like that, that's what christianity is and that's not to say there aren't real christians who sin and a whole bunch of fake christians out there so i want to i want to acknowledge that okay. i want to acknowledge your concern okay um but if they're doing that it, it's very unbiblical like you and i would both stand in opposition to that i would be doing it because that's what the bible says the bible says don't do that you're not a christian if you're doing that stuff and if you are stop it <laughs> okay. um, um so. also be before i forget two things yeah. because earlier in the comments ken said speaking of atrocities where does it, you think it is streaming shirts so <laughs> I, I have a whole closet full and two new ones came in today of just the most obnoxious shirts but I don't know. I think they're they're friendly and fun. Um, Anyone watching this on the podcast, let the record show that Ethan's shirt right now is a beautiful sky blue with hot air balloons and an orca jumping out of the water. And I can't see what else that is, but uh, yeah, an orca jumping out of the water with hot air balloons in, in the air. Uh, so it's a sight to behold. I like fun shirts. And then also, Joel, I want to give you, uh, I, I want to publicly give you props on something. You surprised me when you, all of a sudden I see your uh, I see a, uh, you post a video. I think this is about a month ago, and it was re regarding the Ahmed Arbery situation. And when you posted it first, I was like, uh, "Is he really going to do this?" Like I thought you were going to be on the the defense of them, and I was not only wrong. I was like, "I'm agreeing with almost everything Joel has to say right now." Like I was like. Joel, this is the first time I've seen Joel as not Joel, but as Joel the human and, or Joel the humanist. And I loved that. And seeing you take a stand against that was was amazing. Uh, and I commend you for doing that. Well, thanks, man. Listen, I, you made that comment then, and I, I really do appreciate it. And I want you to know, I try to be consistent. So some sometimes what that means is um, the Bible is going to say something like for example uh um ken ken wrote in the comments due process does not come from the bible well i would i would disagree with that um sometimes the bible is going to say something like you know hey treat people fairly and you and i are both going to going to agree other times the bible is going to say something like uh uh ab abortion is wrong and you and i would it would would disagree on that and i know you've got a nuanced position there i'm not painting you with a broad brush right. here. um but in a case like that um, what Pastor Rafe and I were trying to do is say, what does the Bible actually say? And here's the thing, in that instance, 
Now, this is before all the stuff about these guys being actual racists came out. So I didn't want to jump to that conclusion because I didn't want to prejudge these guys. Of course. Just because they're white Southerners, it's like, it's easy to go there maybe for some people, but I wanted to not prejudge them. But on the, at the same time, it's like, even if they were obeying the law of Georgia, they were not obeying the law of God. Right. And the law of God was against the law of Georgia. You shouldn't be able... I'm not going to rehash that whole argument. What those guys did was wrong top to bottom. I mean, yep. completely. And then now that it's come out that these guys were actually motivated by uh, prejudice um, and animosity, it's like, whew, I'm not going to tell you some of the things that I thought in my, my heart of hearts when I started to hear this stuff. But I'm grateful that we have a justice system. I'm grateful that we have trials. Yes. I'm grateful that that stuff can come out because the Bible says, have nothing to do with the deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. We need to expose racism. We need to yes. fight against it. We need to say, this is 100% wrong. We hate this. And, and, and we need to, if the law allows for that, we need to change that law. And I know that's something you would agree with as well. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. It would so I believe be it. Our fight together on that one, Joel. Well, yeah. Listen, it's a Christian belief, my friend. <laughs> No, let's go no let's I don't go <laughs> okay ethan ethan i gotta ask you one more question and then we gotta get sure. to some of these questions people have been asking i do have a okay. question for you too okay 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 well go ahead uh, please i've been asking you all the questions you go ahead and please ask it, me it, it's actually not very detailed but i didn't know this until earlier so a two-part question first when did you become a presuppositionalist oh you know, I was like two thirds of the way through my seminary degree where I was studying philosophy of religion mm. before I even learned what presuppositionalism presuppositionalism was. Okay. And I was I was listening to this great podcast called the Reformed Pubcast. It's a show about beer and theology. And um, they were talking about presuppositionalism. And I had been studying apologetics and actually engaging in apologetics for about three years at the time but I was more along the lines of like Dean Meadows, more of a classical apologist. All those distinctions aren't as important, but um, I started looking into it. I started, um, I, I learned about Cy Ten Bruggenkate. I learned about Jeff Durbin. I learned about James White. Uh, I learned about um, CARM, Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, um, run by Matt Slick. And then I started to really get into like the guys who all those guys learned from. John Frame, um, uh, the the um, maybe the greatest Christian apologist of all time, Greg Bonson, who's now deceased, um, uh, um, uh, Francis Schaefer, and um, the granddaddy of them all, who is Cornelius Van Til, and so I started reading their books. I started, um, I started writing. I actually wrote one of my capstone papers for seminary on John Frame. I wrote another one about. Um, Jonathan Edwards, um, and uh, over time, my my theology and my apologetics fused. Um, ah, whereas before, okay. my theology was was over here, and my apologetics was more philo uh, uh, philosophy and science based. Okay, they all began to form. Uh, they all began to fuse together. I would say probably beginning in 2015. And then progressing on into 2016. By 2017, uh, end of 2016, I would say I was a pretty rock ribbed presuppositionalist. All right. And then my, my second question How would you, in an argument, deal with a, because I didn't know this existed, but 
um, someone who is Muslim and a presuppositionalist? How would you handle an argument like that? Because um, I want to see that. <laughs> I, I, well, I've yet to meet a Muslim presuppositionalist, and I don't think that it's actually possible to be one. If I find one, would you debate them? Let me say hypothetically, sure. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, the Muslim concept of God, I don't think can support the presuppositional methodology. Um, and, and that's why actually a lot of the classical arguments like the Kalam, uh, Kalam cosmological argument, which sort of argues for a God sort of classical theism, that's actually a Muslim argument. Right. I, I don't, I don't use that argument cause I never want to argue in favor of a God. Now, do I think it's a good argument? Yeah, I think it's a sound argument, but. I'm not interested in getting you to believe in a God. I want you to repent and trust in Jesus Christ and, and experience sense. the joy that I have in Christ. So I just go all the way there, I guess. All right. Well, I'm going to find one, Joel, because I, <laughs> I, really, I want to see what this would like. How do you know that you know? Wait, how do you know that? Like, I just want to see what happens. I love it. I love it. Great. Do you have any other questions for me? Um, no, I do want to say I actually had a really good time with this, Joel. I was a little nervous. I was like... Oh, am I walking into a trap? And no, man, I had a really good time. Yeah. Like genuinely, like this has been one of my favorite uh, appearances. So thank you. Oh, well, good. I'm, uh, you said one of your favorite though. So I wasn't the top. Now I got to know who the top one was and uh, go Oh, find sure. The, the, the Daily Atheist Morning Show. I'm on every oh. Thursday. Um, oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you having a lot of fun with something like that for sure. Yes. Um, okay. Look, I'm looking through the comments here. There's about a hundred comments i want to try to sort through maybe we can talk there's a lot of comments i'm wondering if there are any actual questions um okay here this is from dan uh dan goulson of the dear christians podcast the core of christianity is the life actions and teachings of jesus so the only question i really have is is there anything about the life, actions, or teachings of Jesus that Ethan takes issue with? So I would have to know a lot more about Jesus to answer this question. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to misrepresent, so I don't think I know enough to answer this question. Okay, I, I'm sorry, Dan. I apologize. Um, you know what? You're actually in luck because. Uh, I can refer you to about half a dozen people right now who would love to teach you about the life and, and uh, work of Jesus. Um, and uh, you're talking to one now, as a matter of fact. Okay, let's see. Uh, okay, a lot of people talking back and forth with each other. Um, I know if you're listening to this on the podcast, this is dead air time. You're never supposed to have this. But... Um, Okay. All right. Any questions actually for Ethan? Um, or for Joel? No, I don't want oh. to answer any questions. By the way, Joel, you need to uh, you need to appoint some moderators. Whoa, that's a good idea. That right. you know what? Here, if you were if you were a Christian, I'd ask you to pray for me in this because I'm actually. I'm actually trying to bring more people onto this process. I'm talking with one guy, you know, I'm, I'm recording, uh, five times a week now. And, right. um, which I know is still, I mean, you're recording, what are you like five times a day? Something like that. <laughs> so yeah, it's I, like, I do a lot. 
Uh, I don't know how I keep up with my full time job. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to bring more people in, but um, anyway, okay. I'm looking. I'm not seeing any specific questions for you. Let me just say this: if you are in the comments right now and you have a question for Ethan, I I, I really want this to be about Ethan being able to share where he's coming from, um, and uh, because you guys hear me talk all the time on this channel on this podcast. Um, I'd also real okay, quick, here. Puck, uh, I apologize, Puck no, no, is here, ahead. and I would just like to apologize, he is like one of the superheroes of the atheist community, he's unknown, like he just keeps to himself, or I, I don't want to say he keeps, sorry, he doesn't like being on, on video a lot, but he does so, so much, like this, imagine, okay, Joel, he's like the, uh, on the opposite side of you, because immediately, like, when I get off this broadcast, I probably already have 20 questions. What, what, why didn't you address this? What did you learn from this? Right, when right. Joel said this, why didn't, like, he's like a teacher. <laughs> he's just bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, my brain can't keep up with you, man. Yeah. So he's awesome. Yeah, Puck, Puck is a very good thinker. Obviously, he and I disagree on, I don't know, plenty of things. See, but here's the thing about I like Puck. I have yet to meet somebody like him who can completely remove emotion from everything mm. and just address an argument like he is just like things just do not get past that man he literally de plays devil's advocate to his devil's advocate to his devil's advocate it's just crazy yeah that's good okay um let me let me give you one more from dear christian's podcast of of your known knowledge about jesus thus far do you have any issues with Jesus? Um, I mean, I don't think he is the supernatural being we're led to believe. I think Jesus of Nazareth was just a regular human that quite possibly uh, had good things to good things to teach, a good message to send. But I, there's a lot I don't do not know, and I am sure that if given the time, I, I don't even want to say that. I, I don't know. Okay. And I, I really, I, I, I hate to say it like that, Joel, but I just do not know enough. And I, I know there are things I'm missing right now yeah. that I could potentially have an issue with. So I would rather say I'm uncertain at this time. So, um, totally fair. And, um, I want to get, I want to put one more thing up here. Puck found something we agree on. He says, Joel, you and I agree that Ethan needs an upgrade in fashion sense. Okay, Puck. You're right. There's one. <laughs> there's one thing. There's one. Um, okay, let me let me. Um, I do have one more question that's come in uh, before we bring this to a close from uh, from a friend of mine. But um, uh, let let me just say this, Ethan. If there was a uh, if there was a resource I could give you that would um, help educate you a little bit more on sort of the heart of the Christian message, because I. I, you and I, we, we skim the surface in this conversation, but um, if there was something I could send over to you that might help you understand it a little bit more where we're coming from, would that be something you're interested in or not really? Yes, uh, preferably I prefer like videos and audiobooks because sure. I am much better at learning that way. Like okay. sitting still and... Uh, okay, I, since, let's just say since I, my since I got healthy, 
my and I got off all the medication I was on before my ADHD has been just out of control to the point that like reading it makes me feel like there's a bomb going off in my head it's like I just it's so hard to focus and I'm trying to discipline that and get it back down so I can get back to focusing on things like that so yeah I would prefer uh, video and or audiobooks because that I'll listen to you know when I can um totally makes sense and um i would be happy to to shoot something over to you um okay um i there is one more question that okay. that has uh come in but i actually am i've got another call i've got to hop on sure um do you so, want me to close the show for you pat that, pass me the controls that's Dave listen to take over listen so, trust that's, very tempting i'm not kidding that's very tempting but no i want to uh close this off i want to i want to thank you ethan for joining me really quick how can folks follow more of your content well thank you um so if you go on youtube search or go to youtube.com your friendly neighborhood atheists plural singular was not available or just go to YouTube and search your friendly neighborhood atheist on Facebook at facebook.com slash YFN atheist um, on Twitter at YFN atheist at Twitch at YFN atheist. And then also um, check out Puck's channel on Twitch, uh, which is Twitch uh, twitch.tv slash Java Puck or Puck Java. Oh, I'm sorry, Puck. I'm sorry, Puck. Give me like, 20 seconds um not even oh twitch.tv slash puck java um he does video game content and then also does some atheist content but i assure you if you wanted to learn from an atheist there is no one better to learn from than puck all right well to connect with the think institute simply go to thethink.institute we're on all the social media and uh you know what i've really enjoyed this conversation i want to me too uh, thank my guest Ethan Michael for joining me on the show today. Thank you to all of you who commented. Man, the comments got heated today. It was good, very good. That's that's what we wanted. We want to foster those kinds those kinds of conversations. Yes. So to my to my skeptical and unbelieving audience, I hope that you've heard something today that has challenged your current paradigm and maybe even made Christianity seem a little bit more appealing to you. Um, to my believing audience, I hope that I have modeled well how to have a friendly conversation with someone who believes differently. Um, and uh, you know what? This is not goodbye. This is just a, this has just been a little pit stop along the road of your spiritual journey. Sure hope you found something that was helpful. And until next time, I hope it made you think. Thanks, everyone.